0: Chinese culture and history through historical Chinese dramas, as well as chase Chinese dramas as they air. I am your host for today, Karen, with my review of the fantasy drama Yue Xing or Song of the Moon. This podcast is in English with proper nouns and certain phrases spoken in Mandarin Chinese. I've also done some of the translations myself for this drama, so please excuse me if it doesn't match official English translations from iQiyi. This review is also up on our website at ChasingDramas.com. I will also take a moment right now to just warn everyone that there will be spoilers ahead. So normally I would say that Kathy and I have been doing these drama reviews for dramas that we enjoy chasing or else at least have some particular inclination to want to watch the drama. For the most part, I would say we've given pretty acceptable reviews, meaning that these uh, dramas on our website that we've done reviews for have trended on the higher end of ratings. And that's because for dramas that we probably would have given lower reviews, we just stopped chasing or just didn't have the energy to write something up. Today, that is not the case. For those of you who have listened to our drama updates episode where I touched on this drama, Song of the Moon or Yue Ge Xing, you'll already know some of my initial thoughts on it. All I want to say, and it really pains me to say it, is that if you are looking for a good Chinese fantasy drama to watch, this, unfortunately, is not it. So you could say that I am saving you listeners from wasting too much time on a drama that might have intrigued you because it intrigued me from the set photos and also the cast, but also I have a lot of thoughts because i was very frustrated <laughs> with this drama so i'm taking a brief moment to let out my emotions for this drama my final rating for Yue Ge Xing or song of the moon is a measly five out of ten i feel like there was so much wasted potential for this drama that left me extremely frustrated because there was a meandering story with convoluted plot points a female lead that kept on getting the men who loved her hurt as well as herself, and then villains that refused to learn their lesson. Overall, this drama from a plot perspective and story perspective did not live up to how beautiful it was on screen. For our main characters, our main female lead is Liu Shao, played by Xu Lu. She also has the other identity of Yao Ling Shang Shen, or the goddess Yao Ling. Liu Shao is the daughter of a wealthy family, and she is kind but also naive. Liu Shao's life is upended on her 18th birthday as a powerful demon, Hen attacks her. She then heads to Duke Wuyang's manor, who almost manages the mortal realm or protects the mortal realm in order to learn skills to repel demons, only for Liu Xia to find that she has hidden powers within her. In her past life, she was the goddess, Yao Ling. The main male lead is portrayed by Vin Zhang Bingbin. He has multiple identities in this drama, but the two main ones, without getting too far into spoiler territory, is number one, the mortal Lu Li, who studied under Lu Sheng and did his bidding to trick Liu Shao into entering the manor of Duke Wu Yang, There, he wished to use Liu Shao's help in procuring the powerful Bao Yue sword or Bao Yue Jian. However, Lu Li falls in love with Liu Shao and sacrifices himself to save her and the rest of his mortal friends. Little does he know... Lu Li's true form is Luo Ge, the all-powerful fairy clan leader or spirit clan leader. So Zhang Binbin had definitely multiple uh, roles to play in this drama. Other characters in this drama include He Na, who is played by Wang Youshuo. He Na is the king of the Aquatic Demon Clan or Ji Shui Zu. He is kind-hearted and serene but his life's goal is to break the curse that prevents his people from leaving water. He, as is rather cliché, falls in love with Liu Shao. We also have Luo Ning, played by Zheng He Wei-Zi, who is the younger sister of the fairy leader Luo Ge. She is a cheerful and loving young woman who dotes on her older brother. She makes friends and ultimately falls in love with Fu Jun. A Fujun is played by Wang Yilun, and he is the younger brother of He Na. This Afujun is a prince that hates that his demon clan and his brother have a humiliating existence and conspires with others to destroy the fairy clan. He falls in love with Luoning, but that does not prevent him from wreaking havoc for his brother against Luoning's family and clan. Fu Jun is accompanied by Bai Feng as the main villains of this drama. Bai Feng and Lu Li, so Zhang bi character, studied together with the same master during their youth. And since then, Bai Feng has liked this younger brother. So we have a older sister liking a younger brother relationship here. She was initially a spy for their master as a student of Duke Wuyang, but then she turned to the dark side when she discovers that Lu Li fell in love with Liu Shao instead, and then follows Lu Li, then Luo Ge, and Liu Shao across the realms for many, many episodes to try to destroy both of them. With these character introductions, I hope it's clear that you have mortals, you have fairies, or Sienzu, and then also you have Yao or demons, and there are different kinds of demons in this drama. So, what actually happens in this drama? We are first introduced to Liao Xiao, who is a bumbling, naive, kind, but oh so beautiful young woman. She, despite being mortal, has hidden powers of an all-powerful sun goddess, Yao Ling, within her. And I don't know if Sun Goddess is the direct translation, but that's how I'm envisioning it. So there we go. There is the scheming but righteous Lu Li that falls in love with Liu Shao, even though he was instructed to use her by his teacher to get to the famous Baoyue sword, owned by the demon god Yue Guang Shang Shen. Liu Shao at first only sees Lu Li as a friend, but in turn starts developing feelings for him as well. Meanwhile, we have the aquatic demon king, He Na, who also falls in love with Liu Xiao, but his love is unrequited. He is rather upstanding about his feelings, not being returned while Bai Feng, Lu Li's older classmate becomes insanely jealous that Luli Li would ditch her from Liu Shao and decides to retaliate. Lu Li ends up sacrificing himself, but is revealed to be Luo Ge Shang Xian of the fairy clan instead and is revived. Liu Shao becomes extremely weepy that Luo Ge does not remember her nor their love, and basically gloms onto him to try to force him to remember. Bai Feng, who betrays the mortals, also ends up with the fairy clan and continues to wreak havoc there for Luo Ge and Liu Shao. Elsewhere, Fu Jun, He Na's younger brother, starts manipulating Luo Ge's younger sister, Lu Ning, but they ultimately fall in love, though I think it's a very, ugh, I don't like that relationship. Afujun and Liu Shao become He Na's biggest headache as he tries to suppress the former from causing too much trouble and save the latter from all the punishments she's subjected to. Add into the mix revenge and hatred that has lasted generations between the aquatic demon and fairy clan, plus the sun goddess and moon god that fell in love but are destined to not be together because they could then destroy the entire world, that's the general idea for this drama. I feel like now that I've described the plot, it actually doesn't seem like that bad of a drama. But trust me, I don't think you want to waste too much time on this. Zhang Binbin and Xu Lu separately made a great cast and the money poured into making a beautiful drama on screen. Just could not save it from poor writing and honestly, the uninteresting villains. I think this is actually pretty widespread consensus for this drama, because number one, it does not even have an official Douban rating, which is a pretty big tell in saying that not enough people either watched this drama or uh, not enough people gave it good ratings. And number two, this fantasy drama only breached 8,000 on IT's popularity index, well below what a fantasy drama of this caliber should have expected. The other, I guess, telltale sign for this drama uh, that it was not expected to perform well is because this type of fantasy drama would have been a surefire hit for the summer uh, blockbuster period, as we saw with Immortal Samsara and also Love Between Fairy and Devil. But the fact that ITE decided to wait and wait and wait and air this drama in December, I think is pretty telling with how they thought this drama was going to do. So what exactly did I not like about this drama? Number one, the female lead had very few redeeming qualities. I like the actress Xu Lu, even though I haven't actually seen her in anything else outside of her role as Yu Zhao in Jin Huan Zhuan, or Empresses in the Palace. But on screen for this drama, she is undeniably gorgeous. But man, the character of Liu Shao constantly had Luli then Luo Ge and also Huna come save her because she would end up getting punished or walking into traps for the entire drama. I personally uh, do not know how these men have any powers or health bars left because they were constantly saving her nonstop. Uh, for this drama, I felt like... Lu Li and Huna Na and Luo Ge, they were almost like video game characters where they started the drama with full health. And then pretty much every time Liu Shao got in trouble, they lost some of their health. And I don't know how they regained back enough health to continue doing this cycle round and round and round. For much of this drama, these men were coughing up blood or super injured because they were saving Liu Shao The main issue in my opinion is that Liu Shao in this drama is portrayed as someone who is a Sha Bai Tian, which in English translates directly to someone who is idiotic, beautiful, but also very sweet. I felt like most of the time it was her bleeding heart that led her to her pain. And after watching several of these palace dramas or other strong female leads from various dramas we have seen of late... Liu Sha's character made me feel like we were regressing back to female leads of five to ten years ago. Number two, why I didn't like this drama? It's because the villains refused to be killed off. Bai Feng and Ah Jun went round and round in this drama doing bad things, being captured and escaping, then doing bad things again. It just got boring after a while. Or you just think, can we please make the main characters a little bit smarter? Baifeng in particular was just unimaginative. Her motivation stemmed largely from jealousy. And Afujun, though, he had some interesting reasonings for his behavior since he wanted to seek revenge for his clan and help his brother out. But then he turned straight-up abusive to Luoning, and we definitely cannot condone that. But what pissed me off further was actually how Huna and Luo Ge dealt with these villains because they honestly let these two go too easily. And then that caused worse problems afterwards. He Na was the primary culprit here. He totally should have been harsher towards his brother, but he just had too much of a bleeding heart and he was too nice to his younger brother. The most interesting villain was actually Ao Hin, and she was killed off way too early in this drama. Ao Hin, played by Chen Zihan, was also just so beautiful. <laughs> so I thought that if she had stayed alive past episode 12, that would have made this drama perhaps a little bit more interesting. And then the third reason why I did not like this drama is because of the poorly written romantic relationships. Liu Shao cried and whined for many, many, many episodes when Lu Li died and was revived as Luo Girl, who forgot who she was. She could not believe her lover was gone and kept pestering him about whether or not he remembered her. She just got really annoying, and this kept on going for many episodes. At some point, I was just like, wow, we just wasted like 10 episodes for Liu Shao to be very weepy and clingy. However, her actions do not compare to the abusive relationship A Fujun had with Luo Ning. What really threw me over the edge with anger was at the end of the drama, Luo Ning found out that the person she loved, A Fu had tricked her. He had a private conversation with Huna and told Huna that he never intended to marry Luo Ning, did not actually love her, blah blah blah. When Luaning overheard this, she was furious and ran off and wanted to have nothing to do with Afujun ever again. He went, ran after her, kidnapped her, and then also was saying stuff like, I will not allow you to leave me. Um, hmm, excuse me? Who says that she needs to have your permission to leave you or break up with you? This is this is just not a good relationship. I got so pissed when I was watching these uh, scenes, um, and I feel like this is really a reason why I'm doing this review because there are dramas that are just mediocre. You're like, ah, oh, it's fine, but this drama really had my blood boiling. I was ugh. There were plenty of other issues with this drama, but the above three were the primary grapes that I've had with Yue Xing. Now, if you really do want to check this out or are just curious in general, there are a couple of reasons why this is not a like 3 out of 10 or a 2 out of 10 drama. Um, The redeeming factors really are primarily for the production and set design. The CGI for this drama is top-notch. I do believe that pretty much every fantasy drama in the future should look to this drama to see how they did their special effects and CGI because it was really, really quite good. Additionally, the costumes for this drama I thought were actually quite beautiful. The hair accessories for Liu and were a little simple, but the costumes I felt were worthy of a fantasy drama. You can take a look at some of these set photos that I've included in the review on our website, and hopefully you'll also agree with me that these uh, costumes were beautiful. But on top of that, the settings for the Fairyland, for the Fairy Clan, and also for the Aquatic Demon Clan, I thought they were all very, very nice and different from what we have seen in uh, recent fantasy dramas. It actually has an all right soundtrack as I've been listening to it on repeat. So I think that says a little bit about the soundtrack for this drama. And then lastly, there is a good looking cast on screen. So in sum, if you are to watch this drama, you will enjoy the visual presentation, but you will be not as impressed with the story. I'm sorry I didn't have nicer things to say about this drama but if you have watched it let me know what you think if you agree or disagree with my uh, rather negative review and if you haven't watched it you know what it's perfectly fine to stay that way I'm not going to recommend that you watch it thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode it is Chinese New Year on January 22nd so that's something we all have to look forward to we will catch you in the next podcast episode